We've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck podcast hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck podcast on Audacity app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez, and I am recording this episode right after the very disappointing loss against the Minnesota Wild. The Golden Knights lost 4-2 with an empty netter. The, the loss was very disappointing as it reminds me of the games in the NHL bubble last year, where against the Vancouver Canucks and the Dallas Stars, where the Golden Knights dominated the game. Well, most of it. In, in, in the second period, the Golden Knights outshot the Minnesota Wild 22-1, to and they only got one goal out of it. The Golden Knights scored first with Mark Stone's fourth of the, fourth of the series, but the... Minnesota Wild answered right away with Kaprizov's first of his playoff career. The issue is that the Minnesota Wild scored three goals in the first period, and they were playing the first period. I even tweeted this, where the Minnesota Wild was playing so desperately in that first period. And I thought one of the keys of the game, I mentioned last episode, where the Golden Knights had to weather that storm. They had, they had to not allow Minnesota to get any goals during that surge. One or two maybe, but it, when you allow three goals in the first period and you had to really climb back two goals down, it's, it's a very hard hill to climb. Um, the Golden Knights did dominate Uh, there's no other word for it like the next two periods the golden knights controlled all the games they couldn't they wouldn't allow the minnesota wild to gain any more momentum but the minnesota wild was just hanging on for their lives for 40 minutes of the game but what concerned me the most is that the golden knights could not finish their chances it's one of those games we've seen this a lot before in the past where the golden knights vastly outplays their opponents, but aren't able to finish. I thought Petrangelo and Shea Theodore did their best to really get back into this game. Just those two, like those two defensemen I noticed the most, especially Petrangelo. He had so many, so many times I noticed him try, just try to do it himself. I thought Mark Stone had a really good game. A lot of setups to Alex Stuck, who Alex Stuck, could not finish so many of his chances. I think he had eight high danger chances or so. I heard um, Dave Gosher mentioned it on the, on the broadcast. It, it, it's so disappointing when, when you control the game that much, but 
it's not always I, I'm not I'm not that down about it because I I know how resilient this team is and I knew they were not gonna go down just laying down. They were not just gonna lay down. I know they were gonna go down swinging in the game and and they did. They did not lay down. They almost tied the game. Especially that Riley Smith chance near the end, but Cam Talbot just really held his ground and really was the standout for the Minnesota Wild this game. Like without Talbot, uh, the, the Golden Knights j- just dominated. Now the the situation is they have to go home. I mean, not go. Home. They they have to go on the road now to go back to St. Paul to win another game there. We did win both games last time when we went there. So the, I think that mental block of the can't win in Minnesota is not there anymore. So that's very encouraging. I also think that the Golden Knights really, really need to just, like I said, like, like I said before, they need to weather a storm. The, the, the Wild is playing desperate. The Golden Knights is a better team. It, the Golden is clear when you watch all the games. The Golden Knights are the better team. But the thing about hockey is that there's a lot of parity. Uh, best team doesn't win all the time. There, there's a lot of puck luck involved, is what they call it, where if the puck doesn't bounce your your way or or it just favors the other team, sometimes you just lose out of bad luck. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case here. I thought the Minnesota Wild, I'm going to give credit to the Wild, especially Cam Talbot, where they played desperately and they wanted the, the game more in the first period. The Golden Knights woke up too late. They woke up, in the second period, but it was a little too late. And it's something, it's a little concerning, but I, the fact that the Golden Knights just went out swinging is still very encouraging to me. I thought that Marc-Andre Fleury's, those three goals were uh, a little off. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't think that, I didn't think that they should have pulled him. Like, like there are, I saw a few people, on the forums and on Twitter where they wanted to pull Flurry because of the goals he allowed, which I don't agree with. Uh, keeping Flurry was the right decision there. Uh, the Flurry's leash is pretty long, in my opinion, and you just you just can't pull him after those goals. The first the first goal that they scored, um, it was a very un- unfortunate goal. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. The bad puck luck. It, it just happens. Like the first goal. Braden McNabb and I forgot who he was. It was Braden McNabb and no, it was Nick. Yeah, it was Nick Waugh and McNabb ran to each other and left Kaprizov wide open for the one-timer. And it was just a very, very unfortunate. It, if they didn't run to each other, McNabb could have gotten to Kaprizov to block the shot and the goal wouldn't have happened. It was just an unfortunate event. The second goal was a... A really veteran play of Zach Parise. And that goal, I wouldn't put it on Flurry because it was just a good, good, good play by Parise. Flurry, like Flurry didn't close his his the side of the uh the side of the uh net on that side. So Parise, Parise was able to bank it off of him. Normally, when you see a goaltender when the puck is over there, they they lean on the post to really block the the holes that go through to prevent that kind of shots. Unfortunately, Fleury couldn't do that 
and the goal went in. And it was just unfortunate. The third goal. The third was, goal. A little um, on Flurry and a little. I couldn't even remember. That, that was. Uh, Flurry couldn't handle the rebound and it bounced off of them. But at the same time, the defense wasn't there to clear the rebound. And Greenway uh, cleaned up his own rebound for the goal. I got to give, you got to throw your hat to Greenway there for his hustle and his, his, his awareness, awareness. It was just a good play for, by Greenway. But after that, the Golden Knights really shut it down. The, the, the Minnesota Wild could not do anything after that. They, I'm not sure if it's their mentality of just playing a turtle game or just the Golden Knights just exerting their will. And like I said, Cam Talbot, once again, really stole that game. I'm, I, I've never seen Cam, uh, seen Cam Talbot as one of those goalies that can steal a series. I don't think he can keep that up. So if the Golden Knights go to St. Paul and play the same way they played from the second period on today, I think they will win that series. And another thing to, to bring up is that it, it's an, another unfortunate time. Like it's unfortunate the Golden Knights still cannot finish a series on home ice on T-Mobile Arena. They haven't done that. I'm not sure if it's they did. I, I remember Pete talking about the pressure of being at home. The fan when you're trying to you're playing in front of fans and it's like a, a pressure thing. Uh, I don't think it's that it's uh, maybe it is. I, I don't know, but it, it's, it's weird how, how, how much playoff series this team has won already. And they have not won in T-Mobile arena. And they are known to be one of the best home teams in the league. W when they play in T-Mobile arena, they're known to be really, really good. And it's just so crazy to me that they have not won a series there now there now people are starting the rumblings of the 3-1 lead blowing the 3-1 lead the golden knights have been forced to a game seven twice when they have a 3-1 lead uh one against san jose which the golden knights lost and the other one was last year against vancouver which they won barely won in game seven um but that was when demko really stood on his head it was that was when Vegas could not beat Demko, but Vegas have shown that they can beat Talbot. Talbot is not unbeatable. I don't think Talbot is that, I mean, he's a good goalie. I don't think he is like a top 10 goalie. I don't think he's that great. But when he gets, if he gets hot, that's trouble. We, we talked, I uh, talked about this before when a, a playoff series can really turn his head if the other goalie gets hot and right now it was mark andre Fleury who was hot for the first three four games for the golden knights but if talbot get hot it gets hot you you know all bets are off and then and then Fleury led in those three goals which i think this game was just an outlier for for the for Fleury. i don't you don't really put this on your notebook or put this on the it's an outlier for Flurry. I think Flurry just had a, an off five minutes or ten minutes. I don't know how long those goals were separated. But I want to look forward to the game on Wednesday. But before that, I'm going to tell you about Lucy That CEO.
It is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives don't suck. It is researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy Nicotine Gum comes with three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. While the Lucy Lozenge comes with cherry ice, citrus, and mint, all with 4 milligrams of nicotine. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has a delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products to your first order, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give you this disclaimer. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This podcast is also brought to you by rockauto.com. With ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in traditional chain storefronts. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey or LX or EX? And wait till the counterman orders the parts in his computer. Choose the only brand that warehouse happens to carry. You have computers to access rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and price you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Okay, so on to Wednesday's game to St. Paul. Uh, I think the Golden Knights really need to win this one. I I do not want to see a Game 7 all over again. Um, and I think the Golden Knights are very capable of winning this. If they continue the play they had, from second the second period on they need to have that good start and they need to keep the paddle on you can't give minnesota an inch like i said earlier golden knights is clearly the better team here and you and, and you can see that on the play they dominated a lot of the series and it's it's just frustrating the all, all the concerns are still there where the Golden Knights randomly just stop showing up and scoring. They need to score goals coming up like on the next game just to boost their confidence again. Like, especially if they if they go in there and not score any goals, like they have to boost their confidence going into the second round. Either or like they need there's so much writing into just finishing the series strong. I also don't want to go to a game. I don't, because I, I don't think I can handle a game seven. It's hard, especially if the way this team has shown how they are unable to close out a series at home. I, I mean, they did kill off the demon of 
winning in Minnesota. They've done it twice already. Maybe they can kill the demon of winning at home. If it hopefully doesn't get there in in um, in the game seven, but there's a few players that really that really needs to show up. I've I've talked about it a lot. Shea Theodore still hasn't had a point this whole series. Even tonight, he hadn't got a point. It's not with a lack of trying. I think he's just off some of his game and. He, I think he's gripping his stick a little too hard right now. I think Shea Theodore just needs to just relax and play his game. We've seen what he can do. He needs to have confidence again. Uh, I still believe that he'll bounce back. He He's too good of a player to not to bounce back. The Golden Knights is going to go in St. Paul. Frustrated. I, I feel like they have this attitude after losing this game, the game, game five, it kind of really snapped them back into reality. I feel like it's going to snap them back to reality. It's like, hey, the series is not over until you win four games. And they need to get that in their head. They get that mentality and just the killer instinct that they have. They need to have that. Especially if they have, if they want to go ahead and move on to Colorado and beat Colorado, because Colorado has that mentality. Although the St. Louis Blues gave Colorado a run for their money on Game Four, they didn't want to get sweep. But at the same time, the the Minnesota Wild is a much higher competition than the St. Louis Blues, in my opinion. I think the St. Louis, uh, I mean, I think the Minnesota Wild is a much better team. So. Going going into if the Golden Knights can go ahead and move on to the next round, I feel like they're a better battle tested team than the Colorado Avalanche because the Minnesota Wild is just, I think, that good of a team. And if you go in there, I brought this up before, too, and the Golden Knights and the Wild are battling really hard and it's a very physical game. But today's game, actually, I have seen the most animosity between the two teams. And I'm not sure if it's going to carry over to the next game or not, but the whole series is has been physical and hard hitting, but they're all been clean. I haven't, I didn't really see any dirty hits, any headshot or any cheap hits throughout the series. And there hasn't been any, a lot of, post whistle scrums until there, there there's been like one or two but two on game five there's been like three or four and they got really kind of messy i thought the refs did a good job of controlling the game they separated them and uh call didn't really they didn't call a lot of penalties late in the game there was a lot of complaints where like for example there was a play where William Carlson got held, maybe held or hooked, and there was no penalty there. There was Shea Theodore who was hooked, and there was no penalty there. And an- another thing the Golden Knights need to do is just to simplify simplify their games. There were moments in Game 5 where I thought they were just trying to get really fancy. Uh, the one that really stu- stood out for me was the sh- uh, Jonathan Marcheseau chance where... He tried to bank off the shot of Talbot. He got him beat. He got him. He had the wraparound open, although there are some 
defenseman there that can try to stop him for the wraparound. But Talbot was committed all the way to the other side and the other side of the net was open. But instead, Marcheseau tried to do a bank shot off Talbot and uh, it didn't work. I thought I thought the wraparound had a better chance. But what do I know? Like Marcheseau obviously plays with hockey better than me. But I thought like banking the shot off Talbot is just a little bit too fancy for my taste, to be honest with you. I think I think the wraparound should have should have done that. There are there are a few chances that they they need to finish the chances that they are given, especially Alex Tuck. Like I said earlier, Alex Tuck had a lot of scoring chances and they need to finish that on game five. When the Golden Knights are playing with swagger, they are very hard to deal with. I felt like the Golden Knights started to get frustrated late in that third period and they were gripping their sticks a little bit too tightly. And and it's it's a chicken and egg situation. You know, if you when you hold your stick too tightly and you just it's harder for you to finish your chances. And that's that's just hockey talk. <laughs> I know it's just hockey talk, but that that's what it is. They so the Golden Knights going to St. Paul needs to really get that mentality of like just just finish just the 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 killer mentality, just finishing up the game, the series. I mean, but I'm I'm really excited for that game. I, I'm excited and worried because I do not want to go to a game seven, especially. Especially with Colorado sitting there, waiting, just just resting, resting their players. The Golden Knights are a little bit banged up. Hopefully, it's been day-to-day for like a month now. Hopefully, Max Pacioretty comes back. Uh, if, if or when Max Pacioretty comes back, I feel like the Golden Knights is going to have that extra, extra shot of adrenaline to them and they're going to be so much better when he comes back are the golden knights going to shake up the lineup next game uh the with the way they played in the second and third period i do not think so the way i think Pete DeBoer will see this as a good game even though they lost because they did play a good game i'm not going to lie the Golden Knights did play a good game. And I said that if the Golden Knights are going to keep playing the way they are, they're going to come back at the game, which they were one goal away from the comeback. I was wrong there because Cam Talbot stood on his head. They really need to finish off Minnesota. Score two early goals. So if you score the first goal, don't let them answer right away. That's the second time in a row they actually, like the, the Minnesota Wild, when the Golden Knights scored the first goal, the Minnesota Wild answered right away two games in a row. The difference is on the first game, on game four, the goal got taken away. And it killed really all of Minnesota's momentum. With this, with this game, game, game five, Minnesota goal. scored the first goal. They and took then, that momentum, scored two more. And after that, the Golden Knights couldn't recover. The, the Golden Knights can't allow that next game. The Golden Knights really need to just strangle, get a stranglehold of the Wild. And I believe the Golden Knights can really close out the series on Wednesday. But, you know, we never know. It's hockey, but 
I, I have faith in this team. I think this team is a very, very good team. And the, the Golden Knights and Colorado, I believe, is the two best teams in the league. So I hope I hope we do get that series next series because that's going to be a good one. So that's but I want to it for the Golden but, Knights until Wednesday for me. Um, I want to transition to the Henderson Silver Knights and the Bakersfield Condors that they are going to play. Uh, the finals, the Pacific Division finals, is going to be between the Henderson Silver Knights and the Bakersfield Condors. I want to talk uh, really quickly about that. Well, first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet in all sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, so you can track all the actions at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus or your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. So, like I said, the Bakersfield Condors is going to play the Henderson Silver Knights for the Pacific Division Final. It's going to be a really quick series. It is a best of three. So, whoever wins the first two games uh, wins it. The This is going to be a really good matchup. The Henderson Silver Knights really dominated the Pacific Division this season. But there is one team that they gave them trouble. It is the Bakersfield, Bakersfield Condors. See, the, they're the only ones with a winning record against them. Uh, the, th- the thing about the Condors is that they are the Edmonton Oilers farm team, but a lot of their prospects and young high-end talent is actually not on the team because of the American and Canadian borders. They actually kept them in their taxi squad and for their depth. But because because of that, they, they still do have young players on the Condors, but most of the Condors is filled with a lot of AHL veterans and AHL lifers. They that's that's what makes them good because they have the experience of playing the AHL. The Silver Knights is a mix. It, it, it's a nice the Silver Knights have a nice balance of young and old they're not fully young players like the ontario rain or the san diego gulls which all of the kings and the ducks prospects were just there the whole season the silver knights is a a mixture of both they they have hl veterans just like danny o'regan thomas yerko and Dylan Sakura and all that. And they also have the young prospects like Jack Dugan, Lucas Alvinez, uh, the Jake Lecisions, and obviously Logan Thompson. This matchup is going to come down to how well Logan Thompson is going to play. The Condors is a much physical team, much more physical team than the silver knights and expect this to be and and if you watched any of the games you can tell that these two teams did not like each other they are the two best teams in the pacific divisions and every time 
they play against each other there's there's been a little kerfuffle and and that's has been the AHL there a lot of AHLers are trying to make a name for themselves they're they're trying to just show that they can make they can play hockey and i don't know what the repercussions is for the Jermaine Lowen incident cuz if you remember the last time these two teams saw each other was the last game of the regular season for the Silver Knights. And that was the game Jermaine Lowen slashed the Condors player, I forgot, uh, Vincent D'Arnais, like really badly. And Jermaine Lowen got suspended four games, which he has already served two of them. If he, if the, if the series is going to go to three games, I still don't expect him to play. I don't think he's going to crack the lineup. I think the Silver Knights lineup right now is really, really solid. I expect them to be the same as the one they show, they they put out against San Jose. You where you got the first line of Gage Quinney, Danny O'Regan, and Jack Dugan, who I believe is the three best players on the team uh, because Cody Glass is up with the NHL team right now. Danny O'Regan is red hot right now. I think he has like 11 goals in the last six games or something like that. And Jack Dugan is a perfect playmaker to match him with him. Uh, the second line you have Thomas Yurko, Paul Cotter, and Ron Bierg, where I am so impressed with... Cotter and Ronberg uh, this season. They they have their development has been so good. Uh, I will talk. I'm gonna talk more exclusively about all these prospects in the off season. And the third line of Elvinus Jones and Duke. Uh, and then you have you have the Russian, the Russians plus decision in Dorofeyev uh, and Morishev on decision's wings. On the back end, they're still missing their veteran presence in Dahlstrom and Bischoff there. But I think the back end is still very solid. Schultz and Murphy has had a really, really good season. Murphy's probably one of the best AHL defensemen this season. And you have Zach Hayes, who's been a surprise restricted, unrestricted free agent signing, uh, who got a Golden Knights contract because of his stellar play this season for the Silver Knights. And, is also matched up. Uh, he's paired with fellow rookie Caden Korzak, who played early in the season, but had to go back to the WHL. I think he's played really, really well for for a twenty year old, and I'm really looking forward to. Like, I'm not sure. I don't think he's gonna make the the team next season for the Vegas Vegas Golden Knights, but I want to see him with a full season in the AHL next season. Korzak has been really, really impressive, especially for a 20-year-old. And then on the bottom pair, you have Miraminov and Pahal, Braden Pahal. Braden Pahal, too, I think has been good, not great. Uh, He saw some time he got called up in the NHL, and I'm like really wondering why they did that, because I don't think he's ready at all. Uh, But he ended up playing, so uh, there goes that. And then, of course, you have a goalie, Logan Thompson, who really, really just won, who who won that net. Like it's suppo- it was supposed to be Oscar Dansk's net, 
coming into the season. But the way Logan Thompson has played this season has just been phenomenal. He's definitely going to win goalie of the year. I forgot what the what the um I forgot what the trophy is called, but I believe he's I there's no way around it. He's going to win the goalie of the year and I think he's going to win rookie of the year too. And he's probably going to get a lot of votes for the MVP also. But that's it for me today. Uh I'm going to talk about a little bit more in depth for the game on Wednesday uh on to on Wednesday's episode. So I'll see you then. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe to the Locked On Goldie Knights podcast and give me a follow on Twitter at somedude88. It that is S U M D O O D 88. And I still don't know how to end a podcast. So thank you for listening.